You're listening to the Elegant Alchemy podcast with Rima Nuri, where we explore how to cultivate a rich inner world whilst creating an elegant outer one. Let's get started. Bonjour, mes amis. Welcome back after a long pause. It's been the traditional summer break here in France, les vacances. And now it's la rentrée. If you're not familiar with it, la rentrée is France's answer to January 1st. After the two summer months where in July half of the country is at the beach and the other half wishes they were there, And then in August, it's the other way around. But now we are in September, la rentrée. There is this joyful hustle in the air. It's the return to normalcy. You don't have to drive for miles to get a decent baguette. At least that's always what happens in my neck of the woods. The children are back at school and the parents are sighing with relief. And yet the weather is still nice enough to enjoy picnics and lunches and aperitifs on the terrace. And everyday stress hasn't yet caught up with, as you can probably tell, it's one of my favorite times of the year. And it's definitely a glorious time to be in Paris, especially this year since there are less tourists. Now... With all this fresh energy from the holidays come, of course, plans and intentions and ideas on how to make it better, how to make things happen, how to make things different. Well, very much like January 1st. Personally, I think La Rentrée is a much better moment for new beginnings since we all had a real break. Most likely you are rested and you filled up on nature and fresh air. And in my book, that are much better conditions to start something than being in the middle of winter and being overstuffed with food, which happens on January 1st, right? La Rentrée also carries this awareness that there is not so much time left until the end of the year, which means that you can expect very soon to be inundated with posts that will tell you that there are only 100 days until the end of the year and what are you going to do with them. And those posts will probably create some sort of urgency or a slight feeling of panic or some sort of bad conscience, especially if they want to sell you something. I believe that there are more elegant ways to do this. And this is what I suggest to explore in today's podcast. Do you have plans for La Rentrée and for the rest of the year? What are they? Now is actually a good moment to take stock and to put your ideas and your plans into writing. So when you think about your plans for the next couple of months, How likely are they to happen? 100 75%, 10%? Usually the first answer that pops into your head is the right one. If your answer wasn't 100%, what is standing in the way? 
Why isn't there a 100% likelihood for your plans to get realized? I'm guessing your answer is a variation of, but I can't see into the future. And of course you're right, you can't. There might be obstacles impacting your plans that are completely outside of your control, like the weather or the politics or, dare I say it, the latest corona rules. It might also be that your plans involve other people. Your boss, your colleagues, your partner, your children or your parents. And they might not necessarily be on board with your ideas and projects. But it might also be that you feel you can't really commit to something when in a few days or in a few weeks or a few months you don't know if you'll have the time or the money or the necessary energy or maybe you won't feel like it any longer. So, when you look at your plans, are they plans or are they wishful thinking? A plan goes like that. I will, whatever it is your plan is. I will change my job. I will finish to write that paper. I will lose 10 pounds. I will organize my basement. I will. Wishful thinking is, wouldn't it be nice if I finally... Dot, 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 whatever it is. Now have a look. What is it in reality? Is it I will? Or is it wouldn't it be nice if I finally? If you find it's the latter, don't beat yourself up. Really, wishful thinking is the first step. A desire. Because what good is a plan for something you don't really desire, right? It's just that a desire is not enough to get into action, let alone into sustainable action. For things to really happen, what you need after the desire is a plan and a promise. A plan is what to do, And the promise is that you will do it. Now, what comes first, the plan or the promise? Well, it is a kind of chicken and egg question, but I believe that the promise has to come first. Why so? Now, think about what is one small thing that you can promise yourself. Let's say you want to lose 15 pounds until the end of the year. Now, that's quite an ambitious plan, especially if you have tried and failed in the past to lose weight. So if you go all in and say, I promise that I will lose 15 pounds. I'm not quite sure if that is really a promise you can base your plan upon. What you can promise is that you will drink one glass of water each morning. And that is a healthy foundation of your plan because it's a promise you know in your heart and in your mind and in your guts 
that you will keep that promise. And then you have a solid foundation upon which to plan. See what I mean? So let's have a look at what your promises need to be like so that you can really make a plan. Well, first of all, I believe the promise needs to be small enough. For all the reasons I just mentioned. If you keep a promise, then you have a healthy foundation on which to plan. And let's face it, it's much more likely that you will keep a small promise than a huge one, really difficult one. So make your promises really small. Make them so small that you basically roll your eyes at the idea that you wouldn't keep that promise. Not only is the likelihood that you are keeping your promise much, much, much higher, but it's more than that. When you create proof for yourself that you are keeping your promise, then you will build trust and you will build self-confidence, which in turn will then help you to keep bigger promises. See what I mean? So my first suggestion would be start with really small promises and build up from there. Baby steps. The next point is to make your promises precise enough. Let's say you promise yourself, I will work out a little bit every day. That's a small promise because you said a little bit every day. But what does it mean I will work out a little bit? For some people, working out a little bit might be to run a 5k. And for other people, working out a little bit might just be sitting at their desk and stretching once a day. So decide what means working out a little bit precisely. It might mean that you say, every morning between 8 and 9, I will do 10 minutes of stretching. Or every day I will take a walk for 15 minutes. Or every day I will do five yoga postures, or whatever it means for you, make it really precise. And precise means that you decide what it is you're going to do, exactly what it is you're going to do, when you're going to do it, and where you're going to do it, and if possible, prepare for it. Let's say you decide to do some yoga postures. Make sure that you have your yoga mat mat ready. Make sure that you have some space. And that brings me to the last point. In order to make it really likely that you will keep your promises, you want them to get triggered by your environment. What do I mean by that? Well, let's say you decide to eat more healthy. Then it will be much more likely if you have, I don't know, several bowls with fruit, 
standing everywhere in your home. Or several bottles with water standing everywhere. So that when you see it, you get remembered what it is you want to do. And your environment, your home or your workplace, as it were, triggers that promise. See what I mean? And that is actually my favorite way to make things happen, to set up my home in such a way that I'm doing the right things on autopilot, so to speak. So when you think about your plans, what it is you want to change, what it is you want to do differently, Look around. Is there any evidence for this plan in your home or in your workspace? Does your home or your workspace trigger that behavior? So my suggestion for you would be now, since it's la rentrée and things are going to be different, start by changing with your environment. Think of your environment not just as a roof above your head or a pretty place or a place you can just unwind and relax after work. Think of it as a space that is filled with relationships, meaning things that you interact with, consciously or unconsciously. And what do you want this interaction to look like? Fill your home with triggers that push you into the right direction. And then you have a real good chance that your plans built on solid promises will happen and that come December 31st, you can look back and said, yeah, I made it happen. It actually really happened. That's my wish for you for this rentrée. Thank you, my friends, for listening to this episode of the Elegant Alchemy podcast. Give us a like on iTunes if you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you again very soon. Au revoir.